0: May 1st, 2016. Hey, welcome to the FC Podcast. I'm Bobby. Thanks for hanging out this week. Before we get to the message, let me fill you in on what's happening right now at Foundations Church. This coming Sunday, which is the 8th, is Mother's Day, and if that's news to you, you're welcome. And Casey Graves will be our speaker. The Sunday after that, May 15th, is The Plunge. The Plunge is our baptism service, and if you want to participate in this sacrament with us and make your faith public, you can sign up on our website or go to the Connect Center this coming Sunday after church or before church, whatever. Last up, pizza With The Pastors is Sunday the 22nd. If you started attending FC within the past six months or are just wanting more info on what makes our congregation tick or you want to become a member, Go ahead and sign up right away on FoundationsChurch.tv because space is limited, and that pizza is the most amazing invention of man, since the vacuum cleaner, Chevy Trucks, and Mr. T's haircut. Also, is there anything you'd like to hear on the FC podcast each week? We're looking for anything that would make this a more valuable midweek pick-me-up for you, so if you have any ideas, hit us up on social media or our website. And now, without further ado, here's Pastor Justin I have not figured out
1: what, but... Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my wife and Shannon back somehow. Um, I'm a man, I'm 40, so yeah, uh, Mike Gundy says I am a man today, so yes, I don't know what it was before, but I am today, so um, hey, good to see everybody today. A couple of things I want to talk about before I get into the message is this, all of you men out there, uh, May 10th and May 17th, we are doing a men's discipleship, it's a two-week Only two nights, two Tuesdays, the 10th and the 17th, starting at 7 o'clock, that I want you to come and be a part of. Here's the deal. Um, We can give you curriculum to go through, but that's not discipleship. Discipleship is relationships, and if you wanna like look at how the Jesus did discipleships with his disciples, he did it through doing life together and doing relationships and just hanging around with one another, and here's the deal. We go through all these little studies, and we think, well, I'm gonna go through this. I'm gonna come out different, but we remain the same because we don't surround ourselves with people who are making us a better us. And men, if we're going to get better, we've got to get around other men that are kind of pointing us and trying to sharpen us and make us better. So don't stay alone and say, I don't have any guys. I don't have any friends. I don't come to this on the, it's two Tuesdays. I promise you it won't be cheesy. It's going to be really good. So be here the 10th and 17th of May, so it's getting ready to start. And then um, this real quick, Casey, my wife has been um, writing a book for a few years, and some of you have heard about that, some of you have been asking about it, but um, May 19th, which is actually her birthday, um, see how I'm shifting the attention her way, um, but uh, May 19th, she was actually working scheduled, we're kind of loose, but I'm putting it out there to our church family, because really, um, for us, we do feel like you're our family. We're going to have a book launch party for Casey here, um, and kind of, this will be where we release her book, um, and I don't know if it'll be a New York Times seller. I'm praying big prayers for her, because... Uh, Man, it would be awesome to see just the platform that erupts. But May 19th, we're going to be doing that here, and we would love to have you guys come. So put that on your calendar. It's a Thursday night, um, and so that will be happening. So today we are in a new series called The B Team. The B Team. What this series is about, this is our first week of it, this is going to be a much more of a teaching sermon than a preaching sermon, and so today's a little bit different style for me that I kind of have to stick a little bit more to my notes, So some of you will love that. Some of you are like, man, bring the ADD guy back. Um, So um, it'll be a little mixture of those, but what this study, what this series is about is we're going to get into the Bible and really talk about characters and people of the Bible that we really haven't studied. For some of us, you know what the truth is? We haven't heard of some of the people we're gonna be talking about. And so to really learn from these people that are kinda hidden in the scriptures, You may not have heard of them in in Sunday school or children's church. You're just now coming to church for the first time, and we are glad that you're here. We want to give you a fresh perspective and a fresh story and really allow some of you that have grown up into church to dig into the Word of God and see what it says and what it talks about and how it applies to your life. We've been doing more videos on Facebook. I don't know if you've been seeing it. Um, I will tell you a couple things. It is awesome when you share it because it reaches that many more people, but this past week we had somebody comment on that we don't Preach the Bible. And I'm like, there is no way in the world you have been to our church if you think I don't preach the Bible. And so, um, if you are looking for a church, I will tell it, I say this all the time, that is preaching the Bible and not the political view of the moment, not the cool thing, not the popular thing, but not even my thing, but what the Bible thing is, you're at the right church because we preach the Word of God and that's what we preach week in and week out. So, so, so today we're going to talk about um, a guy named King Uzziah, who's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 26. And if you brought your Bible, that's where we're going to go. Second Chronicles, not Corinthians, it's in the Old Testament, 2 Chronicles chapter 26. And King Uzziah is, uh, man, it's a unique story, and it's been one of my favorite stories that I've been waiting to preach on for a while. King Uzziah was made king at the age of 16 years old. He was made king of Judah at the age of 16. If you're 16 in this place, would you just raise your hand right where you are? Do we have any 16-year-olds? Yeah, you're not 16, Kevin Jones. Um, so we don't have, anybody 15 or 17? Somewhere in here, we've got, we've got some, okay. Okay, so I want all the adults in here to imagine, this is scary for you, Yeah, that they are ruling like Oklahoma. Because what has happened in Israel is after King Solomon, after he died, the next king that came up made all these crazy demands, and Judah and Israel weren't having it, and so the kingdom split. And so you have the kingdom of Israel, and you have a smaller kingdom called the kingdom of Judah. And the kingdom of Israel is the bigger kingdom, and they are really they fell off the wagon. I mean, they're racing after pagan things and worshiping shrines and all this stuff. And, and Judah, throughout the scriptures, stayed more central, though they were not even close to perfect, um, but more central, more to the Mosaic law of the Old Testament, um, all the commandments, that, which there was a lot more than 10, that God gave Moses. And they still sought God for the most part. Um, and that's where King Uzziah, 16 years old, is king of, and they, it's really crazy, Um, and you're going to understand all this, but King Uzziah follows his dad, who was killed by the people, (laughs) but they're like, okay, we killed your dad, but we want you to be our king now, so 16-year-old steps in, is like, okay, dad, I got this, I guess, Um, he steps in, he he reigns in Judah for 52 years, which is a really insane long time, to rule in Judah, he's one of the longest reigns of any king. And uh, just quick fact, real quick, um, you know, we read the Bible, and a lot of times we don't know when do these Bible books happen. So most of us have heard the story of Jonah, the guy that got swallowed by a wrong fish. Anyways, um, fish. Well, whatever. I'm just playing. You're like, I'm never saying anything out loud ever again. Um, but. Uh, got swallowed by something that you and I don't want to get swallowed by and is put out onto the beach in a way you don't want to be put out. And um, that's the book of Jonah happens during King Uzziah's reign. The book of Amos, the, the minor prophet Amos, that happens during King Uzziah's reign. Hosea is believed to happened in King Uzziah's reign. Reign, even though they were addressing Israel for the most part. And so our, our our passage to set all that up, our passage is 2 Chronicles chapter 26, and we're gonna start in verse 3 and stop at verse 5, and then we'll continue on in the chapter a little later. It says this Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 52 years. His mother was Jo, jo- I struggle with this. Jechaliah, from Jerusalem, and he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just after his father Amaziah had done, Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah who taught him to fear God, and as long, and this is such a key part, a key part of this verse, and as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. And I would say this, uh, uh, this passage, this part, as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. If we could live that part of the verse, of verse five, it would keep all of us in this place, no matter what you're going through now, no matter when you stepped into Christianity or you have yet to step into Christianity, if you and I could seek guidance about everyday life, everyday decisions, everyday behaviors, everything we do, how we treat our spouse, how we treat our kids, how we work, what decisions we make concerning work, how we handle our finances, how we handle forgiveness. If we could seek guidance from the Lord, your life, my life, would be a lot more peaceful. Didn't say easy, but a lot more peaceful and lived with a lot less regret. But here's what happens, is a lot of times when things start going good, and you know, you, you, you start, you're like, yeah, things are going good, I'm on it, I, I, got, I got this, God, I got this, and, and you feel good, and things are going, and, and you hit your groove, what, what happens? We take our eyes off the Lord, and we start doing on our own. and We start thinking we know enough, we're good enough and golly people like me you know we we do our thing and we take our eyes off the Lord and all of a sudden something that we don't talk a lot about especially in this country something called pride moves in and wipes it all out And this morning, I would love to tell you that Uzziah, man, 16-year-old kid, you know, the Justin Bieber of his time, you know, just just owns the stage. He kills it. He does great. He keeps seeking guidance. His whole 52-year reign, but that's not how it turned out because he took his eyes off the Lord and he let Pride seep in. And here's what I would say to us today is this, is that understand continual success brings gradual and consuming pride. Continual success, which is a good thing, that's what we're after. We don't wanna be after continual failure, you know what I'm saying? But with it, with continual success, comes gradual and consuming pride. Man, pride's sneaky. Pride, it, it's like the silent but deadly sin. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just, just, you're like, where'd it come from? Where, where'd, it, where'd it go? I mean, it just, it's, it's, one, it's the first sin listed in the seven deadly sins. Pride, and yet we don't talk about it very much in church. And check out what happens to Uzziah's life because of gradual and consuming pride. Second Chronicles chapter 26, we're gonna pick up in verses 6 and eight, and then skip to verses fourteen through sixteen. And this whole passage of scripture is talking about all the accomplishments—accomplishments, accomplishments, excuse me—of Uzziah. And it said this in verse six: Uzziah declared war on the Philistines, and broke down the walls of Gath, Jabneh, and Ashdod. Then he built new towns in Ashdod area and in other parts of Phil- Philistia, Philistia. God helped him in his wars against the Philistines, his battles with the Arabs of Ger, and his wars with the Meunites. The Meunites paid annual tribute to him, and his fame spread even to Egypt, for he had become very powerful. Verse 14, Uzziah proved Provided the entire army with shields, spears, helmets, coats of mail, bows, and sling stones. And I want us to stop here because this is a really big deal. If you study the the Bible, if you understand like where Judah and the Israelites came from, when they came out of Egypt, they didn't have like... Armor. They didn't have swords. They didn't have shields or slingshots or, or weapons of any kind. Man, they had like farming tools, and that's what they used. If if you look at the book of Judges, it's the same thing. They're coming out that so King Uzziah has finally provided for the for for the, the, the kingdom of Judah. He has provided like he has equipped them to be amazing warriors. In fact, before we get to this passage in the, in the Old Testament, in this chapter, it talks about how elite his army is and how many hundreds of thousands of soldiers he's got and what elite training they've gone through. So, I mean, Uzziah has built an empire. He has accomplished some amazing, amazing things. Verse 15, and he built structures on the walls of Jerusalem. This is so cool because according to my studies and and the scholars that I studied, this is actually the first mention in history of catapults existing. Designed by experts to protect those who shot arrows and hurled large stones from the towers and the corners of the walls. And check this verse out. It says it again. His fame spread far and wide. For the Lord gave him marvelous help and he became very powerful. But verse 16 says it all. But when he had become very powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar, and we'll get to that in just a second, but it says that when he became powerful, he also became proud. Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, nearly all men can stand adversity but if you want to test a man's character, give him power, give him power. Most of us, you know what, we can handle the hard times, but very few of us are great at handling success. Very few of us, we, we, we handle success, we handle the bl- without pride. And here's what I would tell you today is that you and I, we are never closer to failure than during our greatest successes. We're never closer to failure than we are during our greatest successes. And here's why. Because when you are successful, that's when pride moves in. And your success isn't just a blessing, but hear me, it's a testing of your character. What are you gonna do with it now? Are you gonna keep seeking guidance from the Lord? Or are you gonna let it go to your head? You know, the truth is, Pride's one of those things that we've talked, just sneaks in, but I think pride is a little bit more than that. I think pride is like the squatter of sins. You know, it just kind of comes, I think most of us have heard of squatters. It's those people that come in and maybe a house is for sale or somebody's gone away for like a prolonged, maybe they're working somewhere for a year or or something's happened and, and and they leave and this person that doesn't own the home that has not talked to the owner, they just come in and they just live in it and they just they squat I do that I can still do this at 40 what's up (laughs) they I may need a cane to get up but I'm all right right now they squat they sit there and and, and they don't own it it's not theirs but they're saying you know what this is mine now It's crazy because you have to take like legal action. You have to go through like the courts and you can't just kick somebody out because for some dumb reason, they've got legal rights. I don't understand it all. I'm not gonna be a lawyer today. This is not gonna be a deposition. I I don't understand. But you've gotta go through the courts and take legal actions and go through the right systems to get these people who have no right to be in your home out. And can I tell you, that's what pride does. It doesn't have any right to claim responsibility for your successes, but that's what pride does. It says, I did that. Well, I accomplished that. that see that success? See that title? See that house? That's, that's me. And if you're not careful, and if we're not careful, we can allow pride to squat in our lives and assume and take, take credit for victories that aren't it to assume. Can I tell you something that uh, you and I, our, our goal isn't try to try to make us bigger, but as John the Baptist said, I must become smaller, I must become less so he can become more or so he can become greater. And so today I wanna give you three ways that pride, how you can know if pride's starting to squat <laughs> in your life. The first one is this, is it makes you a glory taker instead of a glory deflector. It makes you a glory taker instead of a glory deflector. You know what's amazing to me about King Uzziah? King Uzziah, it says his fame grew, even to Egypt. It it talks about that two separate times. Talks about how all the accomplishments that that he was used to doing, and it said God sent him marvelous help, and I guess Uzziah forgot about that part. But it never once records Uzziah thanking the Lord. Never once records Uzziah thanking the Lord for all he had done. It just said Uzziah allowed his fame to grow. I say this all the time, and I truly mean it. As followers of Christ, as people who are are trying to become fully devoted followers of him, your job, my job, is not to make me famous, to make you famous. My job is not to grow Foundations Church so that everybody knows who Pastor Justin Graves is and the big crazy eyes when he talks. No, 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 no. That, that's not the goal. Our goal, our job, our role is to make him famous. Is that he would be known among the nations, among the cities, among the apartment complexes, among the neighborhoods, among your neighbors, and not foundations church to be known, not just in graves to be known, not what you are all about, but simply to make what he is all about known. And somewhere along the way, Uzziah forgot that. And he started taking the glory instead of deflecting the glory. First John chapter 2 verse 16 says this, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. Isn't that so true? These are not from the Father, but are from the world. We have pride in our achievements and our possessions. Let me read to you what pride is. Pride is arrogance or delusions of greatness on account of one's achievements, what we've done, what we've achieved, what we've accomplished, our status. If we have doctor, if we have MD, if we're a lawyer, if we got the corner office, our, our status or possessions. That's, that's pride. If we're arrogant or del- have delusion of greatness on account of these things, man, can I tell you, pride has crept into your life and it is squatting in your life. And that's, that's a big thing. We look at our life and we say, man, because I, ha- I have all this, now I am successful. And hear me, college students, hear me, young adults, hear me, teenagers in this place. Just because you have a lot of stuff doesn't make you a success. Man, that does not make you a success. Don't take pride in, in what, man, take pride in your work, absolutely. This is not a sermon to say you can't feel good about the job you're doing. Yes, to take pride in your work, but don't let that be what defines you. And that's where we've gone wrong. We think, man, because I drive this, I'm a successor. Because I drive this, I'm not. How messed up is that? That's, that, that's crazy. We're letting stuff tell us what our value is. We're letting what size of house we live in determine if we feel like we're a success or not. We're letting what kind of car we drive determine what if, whether we're a success or not instead of is our life fully yielded, fully pliable, fully moldable by God and am I being a fully devoted follower of Christ because if I'm doing that, then what the Bible says is I'm a success. man, some of us we've allowed pride to squat, and we're just a taker of it. And we're a glory taker instead of a deflector. Check out what the Bible says in James chapter one, verse 17. It says, "Every good action and every perfect gift is from God." These good gifts come down from the creator of the Sun, Moon and stars, who does not change like their shifting shadows. Every good thing that's happened. This is done despite of us. It's done despite us. Not, not, not because of us. But God has, trust me, I, I say this as an expert. God has done great things in this church and through this church despite me. And God wants to do the same thing in you, but if we're not gonna become a Uzziah, if, we don't, if we're not gonna allow pride to squat in our life, we cannot be a glory taker. The second way we know of pride squatting in our life is we understand pride isolates you from others. And Here's how I would actually like to term this. This morning I switched this. I would say this, pride spreads in you, but isolates you from others. Pride spreads in you, but it isolates you from others. I'm gonna make this point real quick. You can't compartmentalize pride. You can't. It just goes wherever it wants to go. It flows into your relationship, it flows into your home life, it flows into your work life, and pride just starts to slowly, but gradually consume your life. And some of you, can I'm just gonna be honest, this is just the way I know to be. The reason some I'm gonna pick on the men for a second because it seems like men struggle with this area more than women. Men, some reason, the, the reason your marriage is falling apart, your wife has tried to talk to you but you won't hear it because you're too stinking proud. She said, we need to go to counseling but you're too proud to go to counseling. It, 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 it spreads It gets all, because I'm a success here, I'm I'm puffed up, and so I'm gonna be puffed up at home. I remember when we started this church and I came home from an intense staff meeting because we're trying to grow, we're trying to do this, we're trying to get in this building, and so everything was like, man, this has to be done, this has to be done, this has to be done, and there was urgency, there was urgency, there was urgency because we're in the building campaign. And I come home to Casey and I came home to Casey, I'm like, Casey, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, we gotta do this and this and this, and it was very bam, 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 and she looked at me and she goes, Justin, I am not your staff member, I do not work for you, you know, and she was just like listing it out. And, and here's the deal, pride just, try, it, it just, it just, it's like a leech, it just, it just attaches itself, and it sucks the life out of every area of your life because it spreads Proverbs 16, 17 through 19, and you don't have this up there, but it says this, the road of right living bypasses evil. So watch your step and save your life. First pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. It's better to live humbly among the poor than to live it up among the rich. And can I say this to you? Pride also isolates you. Man. It drives you away from other people. Pride all of a sudden makes you become a consumer instead of a contributor. It's all what can that person do for me? How can that person advance me? Are they going to make me look better? Are they going to make me look worse? Well, I don't have time for that person. I don't have time for that. I don't have and it makes you a consumer. What can people do? me, and we are full of churches that are churches that is, what is the pastor going to do for me? What is the church going to do for me when that's not who we're called to be? We're called to be contributors to the kingdom of God and not just consumers and watchers of it. We are to contribute to this thing called the church, the big C, not the little C of the church. Here's what uh, Romans 12, 16 says, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Don't think you know it all. Don't raise your hand, but I am sure some of you know some know-it-alls in this place. Pride isolates you. It makes you, I I term it this way, it makes you want to just stay at the cool kid's table. It isolates you. Uh, if this feeds into our third thing, the, 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 the other way you know pride squatting in your life is pride takes no advice and makes you unapproachable. Go back to our text, Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 16 through 19, it says this, but when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. Azariah, the high priest went in after him with 80 or other priests of the Lord, all brave men. Now let's stop here. This is huge. The, Azariah, the high priest, went in after him with 80 other priests of the Lord, all brave men. There are 81 brave, godly men that rush into the sanctuary, rush into the, in the tabernacle, the temple, whatever you want to call it, and say, Uzziah, stop. And pride had built up so much. First off, it took 80 brave men to have the courage to confront the king. And, and 81 people are sitting there telling him to stop, and he won't Listen. Pride had made him unapproachable. He was a know-it-all. You can't tell me what to do, I'm the king. They confronted King Uzziah and said, it's not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is the work of the priest alone, the descendants of Aaron, who are set apart for this work. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have sinned. The Lord God will not honor you for this. And Uzziah, check out his reaction, who was holding an incense burner, became furious. You can't tell me what to do. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm a, I'm, I've been reigning here for like 50 years. He became furious. But as he was standing there raging at the priest before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead. Uzziah became I know it all. He became unapproachable. You couldn't tell him what was wrong. He knew it all. You know, I see this play out all the time um, when I'm teaching basketball to my two daughters. And uh, the head basketball coach for Chloe's team's here, Randy, and he kind of totally understands my aggravation right now. Um, We will be showing the girls, I'm talking basic things like how to pivot. And we'll be like, okay, you go this way, you stop, and you dribble this, you know, it's it's a pivot, 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 pivot. You can't pick the ball up and dribble again. That's called it. And and we will sit there and tell them, and they don't know what they're doing, and you know what they're getting ready to say. I will look at Chloe or Charlie, and I'll be like, girls, you got to do that. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Duh, duh. Yeah, I know, Dad. I know, I know. Maybe you haven't seen my WNBA poster yet, but I know. And... I'm telling you, when that happens, this is what happens. You don't know. You do not know. You have played basketball for two years. You don't even know how to pivot because if you knew how to pivot, they wouldn't steal the ball and our team would win. So if you want to learn, listen. You don't know, or you would start winning instead of losing. Come on and listen. You don't know it all. You know, it's one of those moments. You're just like, and just as crazy as that is for my daughters, I know, I know, I know. You were teenagers, I can't imagine. I'm fastly approaching. I'm, it's coming at light, warp speed. I'm like, you, you don't. I'm about to hit you in the mouth, girl. You know, I. <laughs> as annoying as that is for us, Think how annoying and how ridiculous we sound to others. We're not approachable. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. You know what's what's strange and what's very 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 interesting about this whole passage is at this moment when Uzziah is raging, he lost the counsel of Zechariah. Zechariah is no longer present in his life. And he stopped seeking the guidance of the Lord. And can I tell you, you and I in this place, we need a Zechariah in our life. You, you, no matter how long you've been doing this. Here's the deal. Josiah had been reigning for 50, we're not talking about a 16 year old kid. We're talking about 52 years he'd been at this. And he still needed a Zachariah, somebody to speak the truth in love to him and correct him and give advice. And here's my question, do you have a Zachariah in your life? Is your life full of always giving advice but never receiving it? Is it always busy talking instead of listening? Because if so, I, I've got news for you. Guess what's squatting in your life? Pride. Pride, and here's the reason this is such a big deal is because pride will take it all from you in a moment. It'll take it all. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 13:10. It says, Pride leads to conflict, but those who take advice are wise. And here's why it's so important for you and I to have a Zechariah in our life, somebody that will just speak the truth, because this is what just stands out to me about Josiah's life, is that it's not about how you start, but how you finish. For the Christian, you know what? It's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. I think of Johnny Manziel. He started off two years ago. The guy won the Heisman Trophy. He got drafted in the first round. He's got, and now there was a picture on Twitter that he's passed out at a bar watching the, the NFL draft two years later. He started off with so much promise, so great, but he didn't finish strong. And there's still time for Johnny, but man, you're seeing, man, what should have been? And for King Uzziah, what should have been? There's a guy named Ron Wayne. Some of you, maybe you've heard of him. All you Apple geeks know who Ron Wayne is right now. You're like, he's the dumbest man in the world. Ron Wayne was one of the three founders of Apple computers. And in 1976, a great year, may I say, Um, but in 1976, it's 40 years ago, by the way, you're like, ah, I got it. In 1976, Ron Wayne, who had 10% of the stocks in Apple, sold his 10% share for $800. That would be worth well over $3 billion now. $3 $3 billion, <laughs> he started, there was so much potential, but he quit too soon. And some of you, you know what, you've started, you started running this race so great, but you quit too soon. Listen to this, Second Chronicles 26, 21, I'm closing with this, it says this, King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. And listen to how it ended for Uzziah. He lived in isolation in a separate house. For he was excluded from the temple of the Lord and his son Jotham was put in charge of the royal palace and he governed the people of the land. Uzziah spent his life isolated, sick, and not near what it should have been. Ecclesiastes chapter seven verse eight says this, finishing is better than starting. I love this verse. Some of you, you need to write this verse down, even if it's just for your workouts. Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. I think of people who started out in the Bible so well. I think of, and we don't talk about this guy very much, but Judas, can I tell you man, Judas, Judas was one of the 12. And we think, oh, Judas was a big script. No, Judas was super talented and Jesus picked Judas he was qualified out of the hundreds of disciples he was one of the 12 apostles and what should have been ended up not being because Judas didn't finish well Uzziah's life he went for 52 years of reigning But because of his pride, because of his power, which led to his pride, it led to his destruction. And some of you listen to me, man. God's doing so many great things in your life, and there's all this potential ahead of you. But don't you dare let pride seep in. But get some Zacharias in your life that will speak the truth. Man, be a glory deflector and learn to always give thanks. Learn to always give the credit to the Lord. Learn to always realize that James 1, 7 is true, that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Don't you let pride isolate you. Don't you let it spread in your life. But man, make sure you finish strong because finishing, man, it's better than starting. To be patient is better than be than to be proud let's pray Lord we love you we thank you for today and God I pray this morning that you would speak to our hearts our lives in this place because the truth is there's some of us in here that pride is having such a big negative impact in our life in our marriage in our relationships at our house people can't tell us anything people are afraid to approach us people are afraid to confront us and lord we have isolated or we have allowed pride to isolate us from those that love us we have allowed pride to spread we have allowed pride to be a glory taker and god i pray some of us we are so close to destruction and i pray that we would hear your word this morning God, that we would hear your word, that we wouldn't just push it off. God, that we wouldn't, but we would humble ourselves. We would ask for your forgiveness. And Lord, it would lead us to a different way of doing life. Lord, I pray, speak to us and move in us. Lord, that we may finish strong. That our marriages may finish strong. Lord, that we may finish our career strong, that we may finish our walk with you strong. God, Jesus, I pray that we would finish strong because, Lord, all our starts look different, but, God, you've called us to finish this life strong. You instructed Paul. Paul instructed us in the Bible to run to win. God, I pray that we would run to win, that we wouldn't be ahead for three laps and lose it in the last one, that we wouldn't be leading the game for the whole the last two minutes but God we would finish our life strong finishing is better than starting God I pray that you would let us take an honest look inside and we would take actions to correct where our life is it's in Jesus name I pray his head's about and eyes closed. We want to give you one more chance. If you're here today, you say, Justin, I'm here. Man, I just need to get things right with the Lord. I need to ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. When I count to three, would you just raise your hand right where you are? One, two, three. Is there anyone here? You say, Justin, that's me. Justin, that's me. Is there anyone here? Hey, this morning, I'm going to ask you to stand all across this building. If everybody would stand with me um, all across this building. Here's what I want to do. I've been trying to give homework out for all of us in this building, all of us in this place. I've been trying to give us tangible steps that will help us. A lot of us, I, I say you need a Zachariah in your life. you got, well, I don't have anyone. Can I tell you, you've got to be proactive in finding your Zachariah. You, you have to be. Men, we've have to be women are really good at finding mentors. It seems like, Oh, I need to be with you and have coffee and tea. They don't really talk like that, but you know, and then we just try to become an island, and we're taught you do it yourself, you're self made man, and we, we take pride. You need a Zachariah, ladies. You need a Zachariah in your life, and so here's your homework I want you to pray about God, show me who I need to make my Zachariah. I want you to write their name down, and then I want you to contact them this week. And I want you to just be honest and say, you know what? I need someone to speak correction into my life. I need someone, man, I have this in my life. The other week I had somebody that I have just said, man, I need you to be a Zachariah in my life. I need you to speak truth. And they said, man, I think you're off here. You have a great heart, but you just missed it here. And you know what? It hurt, but I didn't, I didn't, ah, you can't tell me. No, no, no. I need people speaking. You need people speaking in your life. If you're going to finish strong, that's your homework. That's your homework, Foundation Church. Do this, do this, do this, because it will bring such benefit to you here's how we're going to end today shannon's going to lead us in worship i want you to pray about this while you're worshiping and man go home write it down call somebody get your zachariah in your life and start meeting with them i love you foundation church thank you so much for being here let's worship the lord and shannon will dismiss us in just a second
0: our vision at foundations church services are every sunday at 9 and 10:45 a.m and our youth service voltage is every wednesday at 7 p.m to find out more about us or to get plugged in check us out online at foundationschurch.tv